0: You are now listening to The Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place to refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. Look at somebody and say, We got to be. Spirit led, finish it. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 1 and notice verse number 7. In Romans 1 and 7, Paul reveals who he is writing to. Notice he says, to all who are in Rome... Beloved of God, notice, called to be saints. At the time, Paul was writing to the people of God in Rome, but it wasn't for everyone. It was for those who were a part of the church or they were saints of God. Our verse In Romans 8 and 14, is specifically for the saints. I wish we could say that everyone was a saint, but it's just not the case. As a young man, as a young woman, you need to understand and know what it means to be a saint according to God's word. Now, there are a number of definitions, but on this morning, I want to start laying a foundation with just a few. Number one, a saint is someone that is holy, sacred, or a true worshiper of the true and living God. A saint is someone who is holy. God used the Apostle Peter to write that God is holy, so be holy because he is holy. In other words, I need to carry myself according to the word because the word is God. A holy person is not flawless or perfect but they strive to practice the word. Amen. A holy young person is someone who has repented of their sin or turned and they're no longer practicing sin. Uh-huh. Now they're practicing righteousness. That does not mean because you're holy, you're not going to sin from time to time. Because if we be truthful, we make mistakes. And sometimes we choose to do wrong. But the key is don't practice sin. You want to be holy. You want to be a genuine or a true worshiper of God. Because that's what the Lord is looking for. In the book of John 20, John 4 and verse 20 through like 24, it says that the Lord is seeking for those who are going to worship him in spirit and in, in truth. Number two, a saint is someone that highly values God and whatever is connected to God. Saints highly esteem God and the things of God. You respect God, his people, and whatever is connected to him more than you do anybody else. That's what a saint is. They they cherish God. They they can't live without him. It's like the song we sing, we got to have I wonder if we got any young folk in here. That's your testimony. I'm not perfect, but I got to have Jesus. I appreciate what he has done for me. I'm not playing around with my soul. I need his help, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. I got to have him. And when it comes to God, the people, and the things of God, I highly respect him. I highly respect. His leaders. I highly respect whatever is connected to him. His house, I highly respect his house. There's just certain things I may do at my house that I will not do in God's house. Yeah, I respect God too much to get at ease in his house. I'm a saint of God. I highly respect his tithe and his offering. Even when I go through a tight, even when I go through some rough patches in life, because I respect him, I'm still going to bring him his money. How many are understanding what it means to be a saint? And these requirements are for young people also. This ain't just for grandmama and them. God expects young people to be saints as well. And finally, a saint is someone who is devoted or faithful to God. Like I said earlier, you're not flawless, but but you're devoted to him. You're faithful to him. You feel bad when you do God wrong. You, you, You feel convicted when you touch what you have no business touching. When when you when you do things that you know better and and, and you do them, you don't feel good about it. You you're so faithful to God. You just say, Lord, you got to help me. I repent. But whatever you do, don't leave me, Lord. I, I, I need you in my life because I understand without you, I am nothing. And without you, I can do nothing. I'm devoted to you. I'm faithful to you. I got to make sure I pray every day. That's how loyal I am to you. If nobody on my road wants to give you the praise, I'm so devoted to you. I'll be a sore thumb. I'll be the one that lifts you up on my road because I am faithful to you. I'll tell my friends about you. I I just won't shout your name in the church house. But when I go to my place of business, when I go to the schoolhouse, I let my friends know about about you there as well. I am devoted to you. I'm a saint. Do I have anybody in here? That's your identity. You know you are a saint and not a sinner. I got to be honest. I used to be a sinner, but I am now a saint. I got that testimony. I don't say what I used to say. I don't go where I used to go. I don't do what I used to do. That's the old baker. I'm a new baker now. That was the sinner. Now I am a, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Let me show you what the Bible says about sainthood or being a saint. Let's go to Psalm. Psalm 16. So remember, a saint is someone that's holy, a true worshiper, somebody that highly values God, and someone faithful or devoted to God. Notice Psalm 16 and 3. Psalm 16 and 3. Look at what David wrote, as for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. See, when you are a saint and you are on earth, let's take a quick poll. How many saints in this this house do we have that's on earth? By a show of hands. According to this verse, you are God's delight. When you are living holy, when you highly value God and the things of God, and when you remain devoted to God, faithful to him, according to this verse, you are his delight. You put a smile on God's face. You are somebody that God is pleased with. But on the contrary, we got to understand, though that's wonderful, if we flip it, when you consider Psalm 7 and 11, young folk, when it comes to the wicked or the sinner, the Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. Do you want to be in a position where God is angry with you? Or where God is taking delight in you? Do you you know that there are actually people living that refuse to choose Jesus, but don't understand God loves them, but he is upset with the choices that they're making? Loves them, but doesn't delight in their lifestyle. Wants to do good, wants to cause bigger and better to happen in their life, but he can't do it because he's upset with them. He's not taking delight in them. See, I want you to understand, young folk, sometimes we call sin fun. But you need to understand whenever a person is practicing sin, God is not delighted in that. It don't matter who your parents are. It don't matter what your grades are. It don't matter how nice your clothes are. You need to know upfront God is not taking pleasure in that. And if you are a saint that's been dabbing in some stuff you ain't got no business dabbling in, let me cry loud and spare not and say that's not pleasing to God. If you've been going places and doing things that you have no business doing, you know better and you know it's sin, I want you to know that God is not pleased with your lifestyle. You can hide it from certain people, but you can't hide it from God. And if you don't hurry up and change, the Bible says your sin will find you out. That's why I got happy when he led me to this verse, because I know I'm not perfect, but I know I am a saint. I know I'm not where I need to be, but I know I ain't where I used to be. I don't ever want God to turn his face away from me. I don't ever want God to stop allowing goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. I don't ever want God to start holding back my heart's desire. I'm glad I'm a saint. I got to keep worshiping him. I got to keep praising him. I want God to be pleased with my life. The Hebrew writer young folks said it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. What in the world would happen to you if God got angry at you? What would he allow to come your way if he got angry or stopped taking delight in us? Where he's had mercy and didn't allow your enemies to overtake you, what enemy would get a hold to you and sift you as wheat? Jesus told his disciples, Satan desires you. He wants to sift you as weak. That's encouragement enough for me to stay saved. Just to know that Satan, the devil, wants me. No, Lord, I'm going to strive to stay in your will so you can fight some battles that I can't handle on my own. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad I'm saved. I am glad I'm saved and he takes delight in my Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 89. Remember our verses to the saints. Y'all still with me? Psalm 89, verse seven. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly or the gathering of the saints, and to be held in Reverence by all those around him. Again, that backs up my definition. Saints highly reverence and respect God. But what I love about the church, the verse is when saints get together, when we assemble, it should go to another level. See, folk at your school, your job, and in your family, they should know that you a saint. On your team, they should know that you a saint if you got that special someone in your life, they should know you are a saint. But when we get together as saints, it should go to another level. I said when we get together, when we gather together, because that means we should all be on the same page, our respect for God, our reverence for God, our praise for God should go to another level. When we get together, There should be a mighty, mighty good time. Am I right about it? Don't ever want to be the congregation of the dead and call myself no saint. Don't ever want to say I'm a child of God, but when I get together with other saints... I'm not lifting him up. Matter of fact, let's just take a quick praise break. And for about five seconds, let's go ahead and all the saints just greatly lift him up. Come on and put them hands together. Open your mouth and give God a praise for all that he has done and for who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, as you take your seat, this is who Paul is writing to. Who is he writing to? The saints. The saints. saints. Those who are holy, devoted, highly respect God. In our verse, he says there is one thing that is mandatory that the saints should choose to do. Saints must be led by the Spirit of God. Saints must be led by the Spirit of God. Now, before you can be led, and I tell you what that means, first of all, you need to have the Spirit of God. Being a Christian is the first gift. Salvation is a gift, right? Being filled or receiving the Holy Spirit is also a gift. When you consider the book of Acts, I believe it's chapter 2, around verse 38, talks about repenting, receiving Jesus, being baptized by water, and then you shall receive the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. If you save, you need to also be filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Well, how do, you, how do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? You ask, in the name of Jesus. And once you ask, the initial sign that you have received him is that you will speak in a heavenly language. And so once you have the Holy Spirit, guess where he going to live? In you. Paul said that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so he's supposed to live where? Inside of us. He lives in us. And so Paul is saying now, young people, if you're a saint and you have the Holy Spirit, It's imperative or important that you be led by the Spirit. Led has a number of meanings, but I want to give you a few. Number one, to be led means to be instructed. When someone leads you, you allow them to instruct you on what you should and what you should not do. And the Holy Spirit will instruct you. He will instruct you on what you need to do or not do on a daily basis. When it comes to being married or newly married, he will instruct you on what you need to do for your spouse and how to treat your spouse. He will lead you. But what God is saying is some of us, you haven't been allowing God to lead you or instruct you the way he has so desired. He'll instruct you on what to do after high school. He'll instruct you what to do while you're in middle school. He will give you specific direction. Solomon said if we acknowledge him, he will direct our path or he'll instruct us he'll instruct you about who you should hang around and who you should and he'll do it directly or he'll do it indirectly he'll instruct you on what to do with your money when you get that check yes he will he'll instruct you not just about church stuff but about life He will instruct you. He'll lead you how to pull a grade up in a class that you're struggling in. He'll lead you to the neighborhood to get you a house or an apartment. He'll instruct you. Number two, to be led means to be empowered. To accomplish a specific purpose. To be empowered. See, young people, listen. There are going to be some things in life you don't want to do. And you need to do them. But you may not want to do it. But the Holy Spirit will empower you. You get married, your spouse was mean to you, so you want to be mean to your spouse. But the Holy Spirit will empower you not to return evil for evil. Well, you did me wrong, so I'ma do you wrong. No, if you save, if you're a saint and got the Holy Spirit, He'll empower you to do your spouse right and deal with them in such a way where they'll get themselves right. He'll empower you. No, you need to go to work. I don't want to go to work. But you need to go to work. He'll empower you to get your lazy tail up and go, go to work. He ain't going to make you, but he will give you the the strength. Man, I want a ball till I fall. I just got this money. I'm ready to just, just let it go. But he'll empower you. He'll empower you to pay your bills. And he'll empower you to put some aside for other goals in your life. Tell somebody, the Holy Spirit will empower you. Yeah. When you get that itch and you want to scratch it, I said when you get that sexual itch and you want to scratch it, I wish I could tell you the Holy Spirit to take that, that itch away. But you human. You got desires. You got eyes. You got feelings. He ain't going to take that away. That's a part of being a young woman or a young man. And you can look at me, but y'all can't fool me. Everybody in here got some feelings, got some desires. The Bible says that the flesh has its own desires. And the Holy Spirit ain't going to get rid of your flesh. Because we here on earth and we need flesh here on earth. But what he will do is empower you not to hit it. He'll empower you not to break somebody back. He'll empower you not to go to the club. He'll empower you not to smoke that weed. He ain't going to keep it out your mouth, but he will give you the power not to do it. He'll strengthen you. And some of us feel like, I can't do it. I, I just got to have it. That, that's your flesh. That's that, that's that body talking to you. It has the desire, especially if you done tasted something. Especially if you done turned on something that you shouldn't have turned on. He'll help you. He'll em. He'll empower you. And I want y'all to look around. I'm going to tell you first off, this is the best seat in the house. Because some of y'all acting like not me, Pastor, but you lying to me. I know what I'm talking about. He will empower you to do what needs to be done. He'll tell you you need to do it, then give you the strength to do it. Because you know what some of our testimony is? Man, I know I need to do that. But why you ain't do it? He'll empower you. You know, one of the benefits of the Holy Spirit is that he will help our weaknesses. And some of us need to be honest. You got some weaknesses. Some that folks know about, and some that don't know about but when you are led by the spirit he'll start telling you what to do to give you the strength to fulfill a purpose and finally when you are led you're persuaded to do something important the holy spirit will persuade us to do certain things. He'll deal with you. You need to do this before you do that. There's some time the Holy Spirit will deal with you and you can't even sleep. Because he been in dealing with you about something. Persuading you to stop doing something. Man, I, 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 I should have been saving. $100 a check, I should have been, man, something was telling me, I should have just been putting back $100, I should have been doing that. That was the Holy Spirit persuading you. The question is, was you doing what he was trying to get you to do? You know you need to spend time with your children, but you rather sleep. Look, that's part of being a parent. Sometimes you want to sleep, but you got to give everybody their attention. Got to give that woman her attention, got to give your child their attention, and then sometimes you got to give yourself attention last. But the Holy Spirit will tell you, because if you don't obey the Holy Spirit, you're messing yourself up. Sometimes he'll persuade that big mouth young woman to keep her mouth closed. Why do you keep saying? I shouldn't have said nothing. The Holy Spirit were telling you to shut your mouth. Quit nagging. Now I lost my sisters. No, I did. I lost them. But the Bible talks about, on occasion, about silly women in the church. Busy. Can't keep their mouth. And you know when that start, not when you grown. Start while you young. It start right now. Just busy. Always got something to say. And the Holy Spirit will persuade you, girl, you need to be quiet. Mind your business. Quit telling everybody all oh, your He'll persuade you. So these are some definitions we're going to be drilling this year about what it means to be led. Because sadly, in our day and time, some saints are not led by the Spirit of God. They are more led by self, Social media, trends of the culture, their peers, and even demons. Instead of being led by the Holy Spirit, you got young people at this church, young adults at this church that are more persuaded, instructed and influenced by trends of the day. Well, why you do, why you dress like that? Hey, that's what, that's what everybody doing. So you going to let them lead you? Well, why, why, why you, why you dance like that? You know, that's what's in right now. So you're going to let the latest dance move lead you? Why are you listening to that? Hey, this hot right here. This this is it. This, this is it right here. So you're going to let a demonic celebrity lead you. Why you going out with girls now, baby? You know you beautiful. You you in the Lord. Why why are you thinking about dating girl? Well, you know I can't really find no boy. You gonna let your low self esteem of yourself and a demon spirit lead you. In the church. Well, why are you wearing that now? Why are you, you know, you, you used to just, why are you wearing that right now? Because my friends say I need to just come out and just, you going to let your friends lead you? What about the Holy Spirit? You gonna let the voice of your peers influence you so much to where you start dressing different, think about sex, have sex, try weed, and the such. Whenever a young person is led By these type examples, it's just a matter of time before they go astray. If you are more influenced by yourself, social media, trends, your peers, or demons, you're going astray. Now, a demon can't possess a spirit-filled person. But a demon can persuade, and a saint can give place to the devil. Demons can set up shop in your life because you're allowing them more authority than the Spirit of God. And the Lord said, look, this year young people got to be led by the Spirit like never Because if not, they're going astray. And the Bible illustrates and teaches that I'm telling the truth. Saul went astray because of himself and people. He didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. David, at one point in his life, went astray. Because of what he was feeling and what he saw, wasn't listening to the Spirit of God. Judas in the church, a leader, but allowed money and religious folk to finally, the devil himself got in his heart. He went a, uh, he went astray. Because God is no respecter person, the same thing happens in our day and time. Young people, young adults, if we are not allowing God to lead us, you're going to go astray. But on the other hand, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he's going to lead us into all truth. So it's either go astray or be led into what? All truth. truth. Now this is the thing about following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he will lead us young people in places we don't really want to go, but it's for our good. Sometimes he will lead us to do things that's contrary to what's popular, but it's for our benefit. And you got to remember If I am led by anything outside of God, I'm going to get off the right path. But if I allow God to lead me, I'm going to be led into all and all truth. Truth has to do with his salvation, his deliverance, his protection. It has to do with his prosperity. Anybody in here want God's truth? Well, we have to allow him to lead us. Read with me John 16, 13. Y'all still with me? However, when he, the spirit of, has come, he will do what? He will do what? Into, for he will not what? Speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will, he will tell you things to The primary way, according to this verse, that he guides us into truth, young folk, he's gonna talk to us. He's gonna speak to you directly or indirectly. He's gonna talk. Unless God is a lie and he's not, he'll talk to you as a young person. He'll talk to you as a young adult. And not just about church things, about your purpose, about your career about you getting engaged, about you being happy and single. He'll guide you into all truth about you dealing with depression. He'll guide you into all truth about where you should work. He'll guide you into all truth on where to find a deal, where you should live. It does not matter what you put on the table. He'll guide us into what? All truth. All truth. Now, if you don't want that, you got to go straight. Because you can try to do it on your way. On your own. Yes, you can. God ain't going to make us do nothing. He ain't going to make you and I do nothing. He's here to lead. He's here to lead. He's here to instruct us, guide us, and such. We just got to follow. And the Lord is saying, this needs to take place in our lives. And so before I conclude, y'all, y'all being helped? Before I conclude, let me just pause right here and talk about why it's so important to be led by the Holy Spirit. Notice, go to 2 Timothy with me. I'm going to close it and finish dealing with Romans 8 and 14, but it's so important, young people, young adults. Leaders, parents, that we be led by the Spirit. Second Timothy three and three, three and thirteen. Paul writes, and he said this. This would be happening in the last day. He said, but evil men and imposters will grow what? Worse, worse and worse. worse. Notice what's going to be happening in the last day. Evil men would deceive. And be what? Deceived. Man, if you're not led by the Spirit as a young person in our day and time, you're in trouble. Because the Bible says the days are getting worse and worse. Evil and more evil. Me and my wife were talking uh, this weekend. I said, I never thought it would be a day where you would see commercials with two men and two women showing affection just out in the open. And it'd be like two or three commercials back to back to back. I said, man, I never thought it would be a day like that. But the days are getting evil and evil, worse and worse. I never thought that we would have technology like a cell phone, a mobile phone, or what we call a a smartphone. I never thought that we would be able to watch a movie in the palm of our hand. We used to have this thing called VHS tapes. That's what we used to have. We had to hit fast forward, rewind. That's how we used to get down, but now, I never would have thought that you could talk to somebody on the other side of the planet, watch a movie, you could share money, what's your cash app, and you just send money. I never thought, but the technology, knowledge is increasing, and it's evil, it's just getting worse and worse. Back in my center days, when I found out my daddy had some pornography in the house, we used to have magazines. Used to have magazines, and he kept them up under his mattress. Woo, I found the spot. And I would go in there after school, and I would remember, I would pull up the mattress, and I would look at how it was positioned, because I was like, I got to put it back the same way that I found it. I, I, I would just flip through it and I, ooh, Jesus, look at, ooh, and I would just, and it had stories in there, but I wasn't reading no stories. I was, I was looking at the pictures, but I never would have thought kids could just take a phone around and without parental guidance or consent, it, it and and check you don't even ask for it, and it just pop up. Boy, that's evil. And I ain't getting no amen, but that's evil. Some of y'all, that's convenient. No, that's, that's evil. Look, this is the day I came up in. If you wanted to see pornography, you would go like to the gas station. And they would have all the magazines. They had the gun magazines. They would have the Better Homes and Gardens. They would have Ebony, Jet. They would have all the Cosmopolitan. But then behind that, they had the booty magazines. And look, check this out. They used to be in plastic. You had to be 18 to even look at it. Let alone open it. And you used to just see, because you would just see the cover of the girl going like that, but you really couldn't see it. But then I noticed as time went on, then they stopped putting plastic on it. They stopped putting plastic on it. Then all of a sudden the phones came out. I said, Lord, the day is just getting evil and evil. You know movies now that they show that's considered R-rated. They used to be X-rated back in our day. They getting evil. They wouldn't even show folk just gyrating and humping. That's 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 explicit. Now that being PG and PG 13. The days are getting evil. And if you ain't led by the spirit, you'll get caught up. I noticed that most of the commercials for alcohol now, they're flavored. They're flavored drinks. You would think they're selling Kool-Aid. Why are they putting drinks that taste like apple, strawberry, lemonade, and so forth? You know who they're trying to target? Young people. It wasn't like that back in the day. It wasn't like that back. But the days are getting evil and evil. And this is what messed up. Some saints are saying it's okay. See, we rare young folk. The stuff I preach against that the Bible says a preacher should preach against churches now. They saying it's it's okay. You know, there are churches telling young people and young adults, it's okay to have sex before marriage as long as it's with somebody else to say. You know, now they're telling people that hell is not real. Everybody going to heaven. Everybody. The days are getting easy. This preacher who just died, Carlton Pearson, used to believe in the Holy Spirit, preach about the Holy Spirit, but then started saying that the most anointed people he's ever come in contact with was folks that was homosexual. But I thought the Bible said he won't dwell in nobody unclean. Then he started telling folk that hell... It's not real. Everybody's going to heaven. So he died, I think, last month. And you had half the church saying, look, he wasn't right. He was a heretic. But then you had the other half or you had other parts of the church saying, hey, we should honor this great man of God. One of them being who I have here, Mike Todd. Now, many of us or some of us may know of him, but he is very popular amongst young people. Very popular. Very popular. But you know, I did not know. He came from up under Carlton Pearson. Raised in his church. Spoke or emceed his, his service when he died. And when you research his church and things that he preached going totally against God's word. And you'd be like, his church running over, but not sticking to the word. Y'all can talk about me all you want. I'm going to stick to the word. I'm going to stick to the word. We got to stick to the word. But things like this are proving that things are getting worse. and You got to be led by the spirit. You know, some young people listen to TikTok preachers more than their own preacher. You got to have the Holy Spirit. Because there's a lot of false teaching out here. Now, a sinner going to sin, right? But this is what's messed up when saints are persuaded by what's going on in the world. Listen, young people, we don't need to let what's going on in the world creep into the in the church. How many would agree? Leadership of the church has to take a stand but then the individual saint. You got to have standards. You have to have personal standards that reflect I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit and not the world. I talked about this young lady. A little bit earlier in the year. Sexy red. Now this is what tripped me out. I know a sinner going to sin. That's not surprising. When I was in sin, guess what I did? I sinned. But what get me is when saints still move and allow what's going on in the world to persuade them. I don't. I don't understand. How can you Be a saint and still listen to such like music. There's no way God is leading you. She got this song called No Panties. What's the name of the song? Don't act like you don't know what draws are. No panties. I ain't got no panties on. Gotta let this coochie breathe. Bend that thing over. Touch them toes. Grab your knees. Bow. (laughs) Let that ninja know just to see it. Look at this. It's a fee. Gotta get him spending all his cheese. We don't need our young women to have this stripper mentality. Don't need you, this, this is whole activity. We don't need you to have this type mentality. Tell somebody, say that is, that's ho activity. Brothers, it's sensual, sounds good, but but You need to understand. This ain't it. And see, I wonder, I just wonder what's on your playlist right now. Did God lead you to put this or something like this on your phone? See, when that happens, that's a sign you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. Because he ain't going to lead you to do nothing like that. He ain't going to lead you to do nothing like that. But pastor, I I don't listen to the words. You lying to me. You going to hear them words. You going to hear them words. I ain't even heard the song. I didn't even look the video up. But that's catchy. I ain't going to tell you no lie. That's catchy. I ain't got no panties on. Gotta let that coochie breathe. Bend over. Touch them toes. What? That, that's catchy. That's catchy. And see, some of y'all are like, Pastor, you ain't saying it right. See, how you know? <laughs> how you know? <laughs> we got to be led. I said, we got to be Lated. led. And you got to be honest with yourself. Who or was leading me? That's it. That's right. Why do we need to be led by the Holy Spirit? The day is getting evil. And listen, number two, young people, we got to uphold certain traditions. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 15, as I close, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or epistle. We got to hold on, young folk, or uphold the traditions of being led by the Holy Spirit. When I got saved at 19 and came to the church right when I turned 20, ever since I've been here, I have been taught to be Led by the Spirit. We got to uphold that tradition. I said we got to uphold that tradition. It don't need to stop with us. With this generation that come through, we, 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 we need to uphold that. Your mindset needs to be, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? Regardless of my peers, the trends, my own beliefs and feelings, what about the Holy Spirit? We got to hold on to that. Tell somebody we got to hold on to that. And so when we do, the last part of our verse in Romans eight fourteen tells us about a young person that chooses to be led by the Spirit, a parent that chooses to parent by the leading of the Holy Spirit. He said, these are the sons of of God. Y'all see it? Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sons of God suggests, number one, a mature saint. That's what God wants. You're young, you're a young adult, but again, he wants you to be skilled in your choices, a mature person. In other words, it's time to grow up. It's time to mature. Grow up. At what point are you going to listen to the Holy Spirit when he uses your mother to give you some wisdom? Grow up. Grow up. At what point are you going to really start taking the heart What God has given your pastor to feed you. Grow up. Mature. Start being more conscious of how you're thinking. Come on, how you're talking and how you're acting. It's time to be led by the Spirit in every aspect of your life. It's time for you to start being a spirit-led wife and not a mean wife if you marry. I said it's time for you to start being a spirit-led wife if you are married. Grow up. Look at somebody say, grow up. If we're going to mature... Number one, young people, and I'm closing. Give me a few minutes. The pastor must be an example. If we're going to mature, I got to be, because I'm pastor, I got to be an example. I got to be a good pattern to follow. You should be able to look at pastor life and determine, is the Lord leading him? Is he guiding him? And if be, that be so, then I will follow him. Because I'm supposed to follow the pastor as he follows Christ. But I ain't following nobody that ain't following Christ. Y'all feel the same way? If I start doing stuff out the will of God, you don't follow me. You don't follow me. I said if Pastor Baker start doing out the will of God, You don't, you don't follow. But I love, it don't matter. You don't follow blind leadership. So I have to make sure that I'm mature and worthy to be followed. And it goes more than just the pastor, but this is just such a good point. You got to ask yourself, why follow a celebrity? Are they worthy to be followed? They don't even know you. They don't know you. But I know you. Bible says I got to know those that labor. I'm like, So as long as pastor be an example. Check. But then pastor not only going to be an example. According to the word. Then pastor going to turn around and teach me. How to mature. Pastor going to teach me how to grow up. Pastor going to teach me. How to. Handle money, how to handle problems, how to handle this flesh. So now, once Pastor is a good example, check. I need to follow the teaching. I got to follow the example. And see, saints got to be equipped on how to mature. Would you all agree? You got to be taught on how to mature. And the Holy Spirit will use your pastor to teach you truth. Right? Right. Last verse and we're done. To back up what I've been saying. John 14, 26. But the helper, who the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you what? He will teach you what? He will do what? Teach you. One way he teaches us is through his shepherds. He uses his pastors to equip us with truth, and like I said earlier, it may not line up with what your peers doing or what's popular. But you gotta make a choice: Do I want to go astray, or do I want to be led into what? All truth. Right. So the connection between the pastor and the saints has got to get, has got to get stronger. Is Pastor God? Oh no. But God uses his pastor and his ministers as a flame of fire. He uses them. Right? So we got to strengthen the bond and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in 2024. How many understand the teaching on this morning? Let's stop there and let's give our God a hand clap for the lesson. I'm going to stop right there.